Planet Fantasy is brought to you by all of you beautiful, lovely people. And we want to do something special for y'all. So, if you give us a review or a rating on any of the streaming apps, I'm talking Overcast, Spotify, Apple, any of them, we'll put you into a drawing. And whoever wins gets to curate their very own Planet Fantasy episode. That's right. You get to be the host. You're crafting the draft idea, everything. So just hit us up with those reviews, ratings, and uh, we'll see you on episode 101. You know what time it is. It's time for our winner's corner. Yes, that's right. And we're giving you the winner's corner for the last episode, episode 89, the game show's draft. We had our friend Austin on, and we all did a really damn good job. But the results are the results. And they tell the facts. And those are, in third place, with seven votes, is myself. Whew, I did not do very good this time. In second, with the, with the very respectable 17 votes, Kyle. And with another W, which gives him three, I believe, three in a row on his last three appearances... With 24 votes, that's Austin. Austin, congrats. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And this is the Pirates of the Caribbean tr- Effies. I was about to say trilogy, but it's all of them. R mateys. <laughs> Kyle, how's it going? R indeed. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Just been in the swashbuckling mood. Uh, I love these dang movies. Uh, I'm sad you didn't get to watch them, but you, you watched them like a month ago, right? Yeah, month, month, month and a half. And also, they're movies that I just rewatch all the time. So they're fresh in my mind. They're fun. They're fun. And for this one, we're having a first timer with us today. Good friend of the pod, Morgan. How's it going? Hey there. Well, it's a pirate's life for me right now. So, <laughs> yo ho, yo ho. Um, and I never do a good job of this, but I figured this being your first time, uh, you want to, you know, tell the people a little bit about yourself, just like, you know, kind of what fandoms you're into and how bad you want to marry Chris Evans. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the first thing and everybody knows that I am madly head over hells in love with Chris Evans. Understandable. Uh, you know, be Captain America. And as much as I love Anthony Mackie, I'm sorry. He's just, he's not, he's never going to be my cap. It's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I am very fond of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some of the extended Marvel shows as well that have not been incorporated. I, like Jomi, stand for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I do not like that they are not incorporating some of that stuff. They really could easily do it. I I don't want to spoil the, even though it's been out for like two years now, I think, uh, the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but uh, given what they did, it seems like they were already doing alternate timeline stuff in that show. So they could easily pull that into the multiverse. Um, just need Kevin Feige to actually do that. Um, 
-hmm. As far as other things that I like, I mean, I like uh, the original, all right, not the fourth one, but the first three Batman movies that were kind of just silly, the the Keaton movies, and then without Kilmer, I refuse to acknowledge the George Clooney version. It's just terrible. (laughs) Um, I like the Harry Potter movies. I have read the books. Uh, I am not a scholar in Harry Potter fandom, though, so I would not claim as such. Uh, trying to think what else. Uh, I'd say probably my favorite movie is Labyrinth. Um, Hell yeah. David Bowie is my one. Well, he was my first true love. Uh, okay. You know, he's passed away, so it's okay. Chris and I are not cheating on him now. So. <laughs> You went from the Goblin King to Captain America. That's right. Yeah, I like it. yeah, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that sums up my dating life. Like, you know, like after I got divorced <laughs> from my Goblin King husband, I was like, maybe I should date real nice guys instead. <laughs> I admire that. I love that. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today and uh, for a very fun one. Like I said, Pirates of the Caribbean Effies. And I think if y'all ready, we can get started. Yeah. And here are the nominees for the Swab Seaman Award. Yes, the Wallflower Award, or as we're calling it today, the Swab Seaman Award. Yes, one of my favorite awards that we do. It's essentially the the person or the actor that does not get enough screen time, and you just love everything they do. And you just want to see more. You, they're there, but they're not there enough. You, you just think they could do even more. What what they did with the very limited time was amazing. So, Morgan, start us off. Who oh, are you nominating oops. for yes. Bob Seaman? Okay, so my first pick was the uh, Keith Richards <laughs> character in Outworld's End. He did not get enough screen time. He was so amazing in that role. <laughs> I never would have thought it, but ever, I, re-watching it, you're like, God, he is stone cold, like, perfect. Oh, we have a cat visiting us. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, hello. It happens. <laughs> She's probably just coming in to tell me that she disagrees with my pick. Uh, but no, uh, Keith Richards, he, um, you know, he just chews the screen. He, it's amazing how when he opens that door, all the other actors, um, or at least characters, are, like, instantly afraid of him. <laughs> and then when you find out that's actually you know jack's dad it's just it's perfect i really feel like they should have given him more to do than just a few little things he did at pirate's cove and then also i think he got to throw his hat at the end of the third movie but other than that i really think they should have given him a little bit more screen time that's a good one i like that one kyle who's your knob uh, so I'm going to go with one. This is almost more for the the actress because the character showed potential. But after the fact, we've seen this actress is just like a franchise queen at this point. I'm going to go with Anna Maria, played by Zoe Saldana in Curse of the Black Pearl. We get her in like two scenes. And I had to, like, I, like we said, I didn't get to rewatch these movies before this um episode but i remembered i was like yeah there's someone i remember there's someone who's now like incredibly famous in that first movie yeah it's it's zoe saldana and it's like when jack is uh you know assembling his crew and we get to meet uh pencil and regetti and or not them but we meet you know all of his other crew members and yeah anna maria just shows up and 
you know, they have a history as Jack has with seemingly every woman in these movies. Um, and, you know, like you get some really great back and forth between them. And like I said, Zoe Saldana is great. I mean, she's been showing up in the Marvel movies and the Star Trek movies and, uh, you know, the 16 Avatar movies that James Cameron's going to make. Um, but just imagine a Pirates franchise with Zoe Saldana at the helm. First of all, it would be great for a franchise that is like, you know, has like one female main character, which is kind of a tough look. So it would have been great if Zoe Saldana had more of a role to play. Um, I love Elizabeth, but give us more. Um, and, you know, maybe she'll show up in like the reboot with Margot Robbie. Who knows? But I just yeah, she's just such a star now that it's very surprising that she was so relegated to like just maybe two or three scenes in the original. Before you said that, I completely forgot about the Margot Robbie <laughs> movie coming completely out of my mind i forgot that was happening um, <laughs> that was also my first choice uh, i'm going to nom pintel and rigetti is that that's the proper pronunciation for my two favorite pirate duo uh <laughs> the goons who uh you know famously hello pop it and the the boy with the with his eye who ends up being one of the uh nine pieces of eight and it's just i love those two they're you know they are the kind of side piece uh comedic ensemble for the sh for the movies and they just do a really fun job i love seeing them on screen every time they're vile they're funny kind of clever you know just one of my favorite parts in all of them is when uh you have the the three-way sword fight happening on the on the little island and they're watching he's like what's happening he's like well, I think Norrington's trying to regain some honor. And they he just goes on this spill about what everyone's trying to do. They're like, oh, he's like, you know what I think would be great if we took away that temptation and they just steal the heart. It's I love them. And I just think everything they did was perfect. And they really didn't have that much screen time, I think, over the whole three of like, actually, maybe you saw them. But as far as speaking and action, I would have seen more. I, I Honestly, a spinoff with them, I think, would have been hilarious. And I would watch it. So that's my nom. Those two uh, had to be together. But now, as far as voting goes, Morgan, who who are you leaning towards? Who are you going to vote for? I like both of your picks, but I'm still going to go with Keith Richards. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, I didn't write his character's name down, and I just didn't look it up. So sorry about that. Captain <laughs> Teague. Captain Teague, the, the keeper of the code. And you know what? Like, really watching him come on screen like that, he was very commanding. Like, it was just yeah. like everyone was on him. Everyone was very scared of him, and you felt that. Like, he didn't seem like Keith Richards in the moment. Like, he really was playing very well into that part. Very, very scary pirate. And then, like, the whole the whole looks that him and, and Jack kept sharing were just really, really good. Imagine having more background between those two, like, built up, having an actual storyline. I think that would have been amazing. I really, I I think I'm going to vote for for Teague as well, only because of the promise of the character had a little bit more. I almost voted for Anna Maria because also, like, I mean, it's Zoe Saldana. She mm -hmm. could have been a much funner part of that story. And I mean, really, it is a story other than Tia and Elizabeth. It's it's kind of lacking in, in women. Um, and she would have been a really good part of that. Of course, I read up on it, and she left because she did was did not have a fun time on the first one. Apparently, there was a lot of back and forth between like the crew and like the PAs, and it was all something to do with mm -hmm. them not looking at the extras uh, respectfully. Not fun to hear about. Um, but I mean, she ended up doing great things. 
So I have to go with Teague just because I think the character, as far as the actual story, I think would have been a lot really fun to see going forward. Kyle, uh, who's your vote for? Uh, I mean, we've got two, so it, it's he's one, but I, I will throw one in for, for Captain Teague as well, just because he, like, you kind of just forget that that's Keith Richards, and that's that's saying something because that is such a big personality. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fun detail. I We didn't really get to talk about the movies at large before we started, but... Third movie's kind of messy, but I do really love all that stuff at Pirate's Cove, and um, I think that was a really fun addition to what could have been a really, like, self-serious political scene. Like, him showing up and playing the guitar and stuff is, it, say hi to your mother when he's got the skull, is just, like, it's really, really funny. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember because I just have blocked the fourth one out of my mind entirely. Apparently, he's in the fourth one. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I see on IMDb I'll, he's got a credit in On Stranger Tides. I'll believe them. I don't okay. know because I fuck that movie. Um, but yeah, that's with the mermaids. I don't remember. The only thing the I remember from that movie is the weird mermaid and the priest. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's uh, the guy it. from Hunger Games and <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I remember people in it. I just remember a single thing that happens. Um, yeah, but Teague is is just a lot of fun. I do love the vote for. I mean the uh, the nom for Pencil and Rigetti because. I'm thinking about it now. Like a Disney, a Disney Plus series about the two of them would, would be so fun. I would right watch now. Just bring oh it back God. now. Yes, Disney Plus series. I need it. Like buddy cop, but not really buddy cop. Buddy, buddy buffoons. That would be yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sam Claflin is the name of the the priest, the actor. Thank you to oh, our producer. Oh, oh. We get to announce we have a producer now, Anna H, which the H stands for Hillshire Farms. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> thank you, Anna. <laughs> I hate you oh. so much sometimes. I really do. <laughs> that's a great one. Great way to start. Warned you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a qu- a clean sweep for our guy Keith Richards. And the fe goes to Keith Richards as Captain Teague. And here are the nominees for the best duel award. All right, the best duel. This is our. Best fight award for this episode. Obviously, with a series like this, there's just all kinds of fun action sequences and fights. Uh, so, Damon, kick us off. What is your nominee for the best duel award? This is tough. I'm li- limiting myself to like straight up sword fights because there's several really, really good ones. I'm going to throw my, my hand out for the very first one we see the first meeting of Jack and Will in, in the Blacksmithery, the Forge. It's just got the banter. It's it's really fun and lively, very creative. You get to see just how skilled Will is, which really sets the stage for the future movies. Um, and you just see how they play along. Like, they, they have chemistry right away. And, you know, it moves different levels. You have the, on the ground floor, you go up top. You have things moving around. And then you have the fact that, you know, Jack cheats to win. He throws the, the, the dirt sand in his eyes. And that really, really shows you exactly what we can expect from these two people going forward for the for the uh, next few movies. So that's that's my nom. Hell yeah. Morgan, what's uh, what's your nom for best duel? Okay, so mine, I'm going to go with the sword fight in the Ila de la Muerte uh, cave where we've got uh, Barbosa and... <laughs> sorry. We've got Barbosa and... <laughs> we have Barbosa and Jack. Uh, you've got... Will and Elizabeth and the little three guys and they stick them on the little like post and <laughs> um, 
it's just a great fun fighting scene. Uh, you know, they're, I like that they're utilizing everything around them, all of the, the various treasures and posts and um, just random things that they pick up on the ground to, uh, to uh, fight with. And um, it's a good contrast in my opinion, from the one with Jack and Will at the beginning, because he's learned to not play fair <laughs> by the end of the movie and he's using whatever means is necessary to beat these people because they don't play by the rules. So I really like that fight scene a lot. That's a really fun one. All Kyle, right. What you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the duel on Elacrusis, which is the three-way fight between um, Jack, Will, and Captain Norrington in Dead Man's Chest. Uh, I've seen a lot of people... I don't know if this was a thing when the movies were coming out, but people seem to really not like this fight. They thought that the more grounded fights are kind of what makes the series i mean this is a fucking pirate series like give me ridiculous action you know like i love first of all i always love stuff that is like more than two people right when there's a lot of chaotic stuff going on and like damon mentioned with pencil and regatta like they get to just kind of commentate and like see what everyone has different motivation going in i love that because you get a little bit of character thrown in there about why jack is fighting why norrington it's all within character it makes sense for each of them and then it's already really fun. And then the moment they get on that wheel, it's like, Jesus, I love these movies so much. <laughs> it's just so fun. Like it, these movies remind me so much of the mummy movies. Cause they're like really just fun, adventurous movies, but they'd never take themselves too seriously. And they're just like, just goofy. And like, I don't know. I, I love, I love the, uh, yeah, the wheel just kind of takes it to the next level. Um, yeah. So I got to vote for Nam, the, the duel on Ela Cruces. Those are three really good ones. Oh, man. Um, I. Okay, I guess if I have to vote on just how much fun I'm having. I, I got to go with the three way. Oh, uh, Dead Man's Chest. Uh, I almost nommed that one, but I really want to make sure the Will and Jack one was mentioned because that one was was really fun and really a good first like what was that first 20 minutes of the movie and really set up stuff. That one's just like bam towards the end of the second one it's like oh crap stuff's about to go down like who's going to get the heart it was really like norrington was like oh kind of came out of nowhere it's like oh wow he's going to join the fray and like you said once they got on that this the wheel which was like what is it like a kind of like a a water mill or something like that mm -hmm. yeah um and they're just like going back and forth fighting as it's rolling in the way like jack fell off and got back on and they're just trying to get the key the whole time I loved how it moved so much. Like it covered so much ground. They were fighting and, and running all the way to that building and they get on the building and then they, they go with the wheel and it goes all the way back down. I, I got to go with that one just because it, it's really telling a part of the story. It's progressing. And just as far as being fun and having really a lot of fun watching it, I think that's going to be my vote. Uh, Morgan, what's yours? I'm going to have to agree with both of those. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do like the one I nominated, but I, I think the one on Electrosis is really cool. Um, the three-way sword fight at the beginning. The only thing that would give me pause about that scene is I feel like it went on way too long. That is my only problem with that fight scene is you get towards the end of it and it's almost like a slog. Like, are we still doing this? Um, <laughs> but seriously, the first part of it where they're three-way fighting on the beach, I think that really kind of sold me on that scene. I love that. And I mean, Elizabeth was like, come on, y'all. Why are y'all fighting? Elizabeth like fakes the faint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, so they're like, they couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. That's, you know, like, whereas before they were all like rushing to be like, oh, oh, we love you. And like, no, no, no. Like, they're fighting. They're ignoring you. They don't give two shits about you painting right now. They're in the middle of a pissing contest. They're, they're... Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle? It's about right. Or... Kyle, yeah. who are you going for? Is that going to be it's, another clean sweep? It's a clean sweep. I do. These are the, I would say, the three correct um, nominations. I'm glad we all went with because I love so. Uh, I just love how, like, before we got, you know, Davy Jones Locker and all this crazy mythology in the second two, I love how simple Curse of the Black Pearl is, and it really is just about these ghost pirates. And, like, these, you know, like, in the end of it is really this very kind of simple fight, but it has a lot of stakes to it. You really understand that Jack needs to win this fight. And then, of course, you get, like, one of the best line readings ever when he kills Barbosa, and he's like... I feel old and it's just the greatest thing ever. Like I, I love Hector Barbosa so much. Um, so that's a great nom. And then I also, I, the duel in the, in, in the blacksmithery is also just so fun. It's just like you get a great, I saw a YouTube video called uh, Jack and Will sharing one brain cell for seven minutes straight. And it's just a compilation <laughs> of all their scenes together. <laughs> and that kicks it off. That kicks off one of the best bromances in movies. I mean, they're just so fun together. And of course, you get Jack yeah, establishing that he's a pirate and he'll fuck you over no matter how fair the fight is. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've got to vote for the Ela Crucis one. It's just so dynamic. And I, I like I said, I love when there's like three or more people involved because it's just a lot of chaotic energy which obviously i live for um so yeah gotta vote for that one. Oh, and i will say one of my favorite visuals like just visuals in all the movies honestly happens in the fight in the caves where jack we find out jack gets stabbed and like falls back in the moonlight and he's like a skeleton oh that's interesting like yeah i just love the way <laughs> it looks right there um so good. all right let's move on and the fe goes to Will Turner versus Jack Sparrow versus Norrington in the Dead Man's Chest. And here are the nominees for the Parlay Award. Parlay? Parlay! Parlay, please. Parlay. Uh, also known as the best quote, Parlay Award. Uh, it's, it's very self-explanatory. There's some really good ones for this one. Kyle, what's your nom? Um, okay, so I, I'm still looking at. I have a few I want to nominate, but I'm torn between two because one is like a really great. It's almost like a great fantasy genre quote. Like it just stands alone as like this really really great genre quote. But there's one that's just really funny, and it's just kind of sums up why I love the movies. I'm gonna go with the one that just is a great like identifiable uh, quote. I'm gonna go with it's from Will Turner in At World's End. Uh, and he says, no cause is lost if there is but one fool left to fight for it, which is like such a great, first of all, like I said, a great just fantasy quote in general. Like that is very true for a lot of these franchises that we love. And it's a great summation of why Will Turner is such a great character. Like, I think we forget sometimes that he's he's a little less interesting than Jack or even Elizabeth because he's kind of like the straight man a lot of times. But like, I feel like that's the point. Like you need him to be that in these instances. And he is so determined to like stick to this cause and he's not going to give up on his dad. I think that's what he's talking about in this context when he gives this quote. Um, yeah. So I just, that, that sums up why I love this character in these movies is, is that quote. I love it. Morgan, your nom. Okay. I also was torn between, well, there are three really good ones. Obviously I ranked them, but I'm still kind of torn between these two, but I'm going to have to go with, and really bad eggs. 
I can't help it. That is one of the funniest parts of the movies. Every time, I don't know why that's even in the stupid song, but it's wonderful. And really bad eggs. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Um, it's uh, part of an iconic song that uh, we were quoting earlier as we were getting on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Uh, and... It's just hilarious. Uh, again, I don't know where it even came from, but it is wonderful, and I stand for and really bad eggs. <laughs> I love it. It it didn't hit even hit me as much as it did this this on this rewatch. Like I don't know if I didn't get it or if I just forgot about it, but like on this one, I'm just like <laughs> I laughed every single time they said it. It was like man, it really back. Like when Jack says it at the very end uh, at at a uh, world's end when he's on the little boat mm, yeah. going going to the fountain of youth. He's like I'm really back. It. It's just like yeah, really bad eggs, Jack. I agree. Yeah, whatever um, you say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my nom is definitely. A little bit on the longer side. Um, only one part of it's usually quoted. It's a really fun one, but I like the whole thing. I don't know. It, it just fits, and I honestly think Jeffrey Rush as Captain Barbosa is one of my favorite things about this, these movies. And so his quote in, in The Curse of Black Pearl, For too long I've been parched to thirst and unable to quench it. Too long I've been starving to death and haven't died. I feel nothing. Not the wind on my face nor the spray of the sea. Nor the warmth of a no, of course I mess it up. Nor the warmth of a woman's flesh. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Love that. Uh, love I that. I love the in part, but just like the whole thing really, really encompasses what he's feeling. Like just like he's like ready for this all to end, and just the you know, you're in one, and like showing his like skeleton face and all that. It, perfect. Really, really fun quote. Um, so that's mine. Back to you, Kyle. What's got your vote? rough these are all really good i and really bad eggs caught me off guard <laughs> so good uh i also so i'm glad we nominated these three so i'm not going to cheat and say i have another one but i have to shout out because we didn't mention it you are without a doubt the worst pirate i've ever heard of but you have heard of me <laughs> my favorite my favorite um i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with no cause no cause is lost if there's but one fool out to fight for it it's it on paper re reads is really cheesy and i read it and i'm like ah it's a little on the nose but the fucking way orlando bloom delivers it is just like yeah man i'm with it i'm with this cause like it could be a lost cause but i love the way he's just so passionate about it so i gotta stick with that one i dig it morgan what's got your vote Okay, uh, we're gonna mind. I need a might need a tiebreaker here. I don't know what what, what you're gonna do, Damon. I'm gonna have to stick with them really bad eggs. And here's why. So here's why. One, it's funny, but also these are fun movies. These movies are supposed to be fun. And although some of these quotes are deep and you know like into like you know really get into it, I think and really bad eggs from that song just really sums up the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's silly. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with that. You know, um, I, I think I got to go with the really bad eggs. I, I really do. I Like, I don't think I would have voted that until I, I did this rewatch. But, like, the <laughs> eggs just really hit home. And it's such a – it's a through line for them, too. It's there constantly. It's not just one quote. It, it's several instances. It really – you, like, think back to when uh, Jack and, and Elizabeth's just yelling it out loud as they're drinking rum on the on the island and – 
when he's saying it on the boat at the end of World's End and all the other times in between, I, I think it's a, it is a rather important quote. So I think that's got my vote. I also Damon. have one honorable mention I'd like to mention for another quote that wasn't mentioned was, do you think he plans it all out or just makes it up as he goes along? That <laughs> Because, you know, the, I liked it because it was very meta. It was so on the nose because the, the audience is wondering the exact same thing. Because <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> Seems like... <laughs> oh, Anna had a, or Anna had a good one too. You need to find yourself a girl, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of the, the, the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So oh. good quotes. There's lots of them in this, these movies. <laughs> yes. And the Effie goes to. And really bad eggs, Jack Sparrow. And here are the nominees for the Son of a Biscuit Eater Award. The Son of a Biscuit Eater Award, our class bully. This is this series is just chock full of really, really fun villains. You could argue most of these characters are villains, honestly. They're pirates. Um, but yeah, all kinds of fun antagonists. So, uh, Damon, kick us off. Who's your nominee for the Son of a Biscuit Eater Award? Hmm. So I like my antagonists to be complex. You know, it's always fun to have the ones that are just pure evil and just doing things like that's a fun one. But like if I have a choice, I'm definitely going with the ones that are complex. And I think the one of the more complex antagonists of the, ser- the series is Davy Jones. Um, I mean, he's for one fearsome, like really creepy looking, got the like the crab leg and arm and the tentacles and the, the voice is just so great. He's, you know, the captain of the Flying Dutchman. You know, Davy Jones Locker is just like the the name itself does so much for him. And then like the look, the voice, he plays a mean organ. Like, love the organ scenes. Um, he's just very intimidating, and he plays the part really well as far as being like that very big antagonist that's really getting getting in the way of everything. It really, you know, springs Dead Man's Chest to life. It really, really pushes us into this bigger world like like you said uh curse of the black pearl is very contained it's it's ghost pirates that's the story i believe that's essentially what pirates of the caribbean ride was was right yeah it's like these ghost pirates then they're like okay how are we going to top this how are we going to do this and i think the uh, the appearance of davy jones was really fun and really well done i thought you know and his story you know he he was cursed put took uh put his heart away you know he, he loved calypso which we find out later it really adds a, a bigger complex dimension to him i think which i really like especially going forward into uh, at world's end where you know he really is he plays antagonist in both movies he's kind of almost like a i'm not comparing him to darth vader but like our darth vader type character he's very much like that that guy who's doing a lot of the work while our guy lord beckett's in the background pulling all the strings um so I just love I really love all the Davy Jones stuff, like the whole Pirates Dice game with him and, and Bootstrap and Will, I thought was really well done. And and I'll maybe talk about it later, but his scene with Calypso in the in the cell, just love that scene. So Davy Jones, that's that's my nom. Morgan, what's yours? Well, that was a really good pick. That was actually number two on my list. Um but I'm gonna go with Beckett, because that piece of shit. <laughs> Beckett's just a piece of garbage. God, I hate him so much. Every time I watch it, I know that's the point that he's such a hateable 
hateable man, but he really is a vile character. Not only does he do all these things and just, well, his whole, it's just good business sense. So like that's the ultimate capitalist bullshit right there. But also we have, he gets a hold of Davy Jones heart and blackmails him by threatening to blow it up. Like he's got cannons pointed at it (laughs) and it's surrounded by all these men with swords perpetually. It's just evil. And he's just, you know, forcing this, even though Davy Jones is, yes, a very questionable character. Indeed. He's got a lot of problems, clearly, but still like, I, I I think that was a really evil move. But you also have, he arrests Elizabeth and Will and also issues a warrant for Norrington. Yeah. It's just very clear he is just horrible. He cares about no one at all. All he cares about is money and power. And that to me is a truly, bu- it's true bully right there. Money, power, and uh, nobody else matters. And then also he, he killed her father. I mean, he was, anyway, that's my pick. I do not like that man. Uh, I was extremely happy to watch him get his ass blown up at the end of the third one. Um, Deserved all of that. It was beautiful. Such a good knob. Kyle, what's yours? Uh, Yeah. I mean, those are the two correct uh, (laughs) (laughs) nominees. So, I'm going to go with one who I didn't even have uh, written down just because obviously he evolves and becomes much more than an antagonist. But, you know, for the first movie, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Rush as Captain Hector Barbosa. I think he is. I saw a post about this uh, franchise that was like you get the bad guys you kind of feel bad for sometimes with Davy Jones. You get like. Morgan mentioned just the pure evil fucking assholes that you hate with Beckett. And then you get the guys that are just too much of a badass to even dislike. And that's Barbosa. Like he's just even in Curse of the Black Pearl. It's just, man, this guy is a like a just a terrible person. But I, I, I like him so much. Like I'm so I love the choice that they made because, uh, I mean, back in what, 06, when Dead Man's Chest came out, wasn't a common thing like it is now to like kill a character off and then you know, post-credit scene, they come back. Like, Marvel wasn't doing that yet. So, at the end, I remember, I vividly remember seeing Dead Man's Chest in the theater, and obviously the end of that is insane with Jack and the Kraken. And I don't know why, because this wasn't a normal thing to do at that point, but we decided to just sit during the credits and stay there. And, you know, my man shows up at uh, Tia Dalma's place, and I was like, hell yeah. Because if, if Barbosa only existed in one Pirates of the Caribbean movie, that feels like such a missed opportunity. Um, so, you know, while he doesn't play a full antagonist in the rest of the movies, I just think that he, for that first movie, we were talking about the tone of the Curse of the Black Pearl. It's very grounded as far as pirate movies can be and very simple. He makes for a really great, simple antagonist. He's this undead pirate who is really just this thorn in everyone's side and Elizabeth's side and Will's side and especially, you know, Jack's side. And you get like the awesome movie villain shit with his his monkey Jack and just gets to like kind of twirl his mustache a bit, which is so, so fun. So got to vote for him or at least nominate him. Those were my three choices right there. <laughs> um, I'm glad they were all nommed. Sh- Sorry. Shout out, though. Not a fantastic movie. Shout out to Javier, Javier Bardem. He's really fun in uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I don't it's remember. Not a, it's not a great movie, but as we know, he excels at playing villains, and he's he's really fun. He, I do love Harvey, Javier Bardem, so that's a good shout out there. Uh, but we're not 
even considering the last two movies because they don't yep. exist yep. in They're our not canon. memory. Hashtag they, not canon. Yeah, I don't know if we told y'all this. Just the first three. The rest of them don't exist. Captain Salazar. That's the one. Thank you, Anna Hillshire. Oh, um, I'm voting for Lord Beckett. He, like I said earlier, you know, Davy Jones is, I consider like the, the quote Darth Vader, while Lord Beckett is definitely the Palpatine, the puppet master pulling all the strings and like Morgan really laid out perfectly. He, he doesn't care about anything. All he cares about is profit and, and succeeding and like essentially, I guess, moving up in his like chain of command, like just doing as much as he can for whoever he's working for it's just good business was such a great line to really show just how the evil of what he stood for was like this new cat like you said it's capitalism it's it's really like the the burgeoning of capitalism really starting it's like the, the end the end of the pirate age and it's now the corporate pirate age it's all about legalized uh piety and he's really the forefront of that showing like how it's evolving and he's just as despicable and vile if not more than the pirates because he doesn't even have a code which i think is a really big parallel between how he does things and all them is like he doesn't have a code he goes back on things of course all the pirates do too but it's still somehow part of their code i still don't get the code at all someone needs to really like captain t give me the code i want to read it like, I need an analysis of this Another code. Good Disney Plus series idea right there. Captain T giving us the pirate code. <laughs> I'm so here for it because that code was really confusing. Of course, it's more like guidelines, of course, as they like right. to say. Mm-hmm. But still, <laughs> Thor Beckett is vile. And he's, he's, he's got my vote. Um, Morgan, does he yeah. have yours? Yeah, I'm sticking with Beckett, though. I do want to say I agree with some of Kyle Stevens about Barbosa, about a lot of things. Jeffrey Rush's performance is fantastic, and I agree. I remember watching Dead Man's Chest. The first time I saw it, um, I just remember seeing the feet come down the stairs, and the minute they pan up to him, I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just freaked out because that, like you said, like you just that just stuff didn't happen. Yeah. And so um, it was It was definitely a surprise. It was in the era before Twitter leaked everything on the reg. So <laughs> it was an actual surprise. Um, yeah, Barbosa's great. I also loved him in At World's End when him and Jack are both trying to captain the ship. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 again, clearly I like the silly things in the, yeah. these movies. But um Barbosa's wonderful. I just don't feel like he's that much of a bully. He was in the first movie. Yes. Absolutely. But on the whole, on the series on a whole, I don't see it as much. Davy Jones is wonderful. And yes, he is absolutely a bully. But I also feel like there's more justification because he's got this whole broken heart thing going on. And do I think that justifies killing a bunch of people? No, but it's at least somewhat understandable. Beckett's just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Beckett's a piece of shit. Yeah, that, that's facts. Kyle, is it a sweep? Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, he wins, but I'm going to give my uh, Beckett wins, but I'm going to give my vote to Davy Jones just because he's might actually just be my favorite Pirates of the Caribbean character. I mean, he's Respect. just so c- complex and compelling and Bill Nye. Like, it's so funny now. I associate Bill Nye with about time and it's a wildly different role. Like, he's such a, a tender, sweet dad in that movie. And so it's weird seeing him in this and it's just god he's so good you forget it's him until that scene where you know tia touches his chest and you get to see him for a second but like 
he's just so good. And I remember the first time you see him in Dead Man's Chest, it's like a genuinely like chilling moment. It was just like, this is like, oh, this is like you said, Damon, it expands the lore and kind of gives us more to play with in these movies. And it's like, oh, we're, we're dealing with really, really intense uh, shit now. You know, him and like him kind of selling the pitch to people to be part of the crew is so, so good. He just monologues and I could hear it all. But I'm totally OK with Beckett getting this because he is the like the umbrage of this series. He's just he is so like I've seen again. Another guy in About Time. He's, he has a small role in the movie About Time, and he's not, kind of a jerk in that. But still, like I see him in other things. I'm like, no, I hate you. You're just Beckett. You're Beckett for the rest of your life now. Um, yeah, he's just despicable, and it is incredibly. This is a, the mark of a good villain, where it's, it's it's satisfying to see them die. It's the Game of Thrones effect, right? Like the Joffrey effect. It is so satisfying when he gets blown up in At World's End. Just. It's the cherry on top of a really great ending to that movie. So I see it. I'm, I'm totally okay with him winning this. <laughs> it's just good business. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> All right, let's move on. And the F.E. goes to... Lord Beckett. And here are the nominees for the Hoist the Colors Award. Hoist the Colors! The best nautical moment in the series. Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, this is a customized award just for this series. A lot of fun, really just fun ship moments or nautical moments in these movies. Um, I'm going to go with one from At World's End. Uh, At World's End, messy movie, takes a while to really hook me. But the specific moment in the movie where I was like, all right, I'm in, is... It's pretty far into the movie when we, when they get Jack back from the Davy Jones locker. And they're trying to get back to the land of the living. And basically it's the return of the Black Pearl. The the flipping upside down, you know, only Jack could come up with a plan like this. <laughs> um, it's so fun. It holds up visually. Like this movie came out in 07 and it still looks really good. I mean, the CG is really fun. Um, and yeah, it's just a really fun sequence where, you know, Nothing in these movies makes a whole lot of sense. And this is a great kind of picture of that. Like, oh, we're just going to flip the ship upside down. That that tracks. Um, yeah. And like I said, this movie takes a while to really hook me because it's such a long movie. But once they hit this point, I'm like, all right, I'm 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 in. I love the way they because the Black Pearl is like one of the big constants in these movies. You need the Black Pearl in all of them. And so the way it they bring it back to the land of the living is just it's fun as hell. It's the Millennium Falcon for sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Morgan, you're nom. Oh, I'm torn on this one. I had my third one. I was like, I hope I don't go third because I didn't want to pick this. But then you picked <laughs> something that wasn't in my top two. So now I've got to pick between these top two things. And it's I think I'm going to go with my first one that I originally had um, from at world's end. It's the end at the, the fight scene in the the whirlpool. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just an amazing The visuals of that. The two ships circling on opposite sides and at the end their masts locked together and they basically have to blow like shoot at their own mast to break the the the, the tangle um i just love that scene um also what we get in that scene i mean i know it's a long scene but it is to me one continuous scene um we get the wedding uh of will and elizabeth as they're fighting and like stabbing <laughs> people they're like you know reciting their wedding vows which Okay, call me a girl, whatever. I found that extremely romantic. And it's just one of those finally moments. We've been trying to get these guys married for three movies. And 
finally. Um, we get uh, Will getting uh, stabbed by Davy Jones, but we also get to have Jack give up that immortality to stab the heart. And uh, uh, with Will's hand, so Will can live forever, so he doesn't die. I mean, like, there's just, there's so much in that one scene, but I think the nautical moment specifically is just the, the visual of the swirling ships and those two battling it out while the Endeavor's, like, just sitting there with their, like, a big baby, like, refusing to get into the fight. And everybody else is like, shit, we're not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> or as they call it in there, a maelstrom. That's such a good one. Maelstrom's good. And I had to look up what maelstrom meant because I thought that's probably what it was. But I was thinking whirlpool. And so apparently maelstrom means whirlpool. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Those are two really good ones. Um, mine is honestly the only one I had because I just I can't fathom having any other one. It, it It's just seeing this in theaters was just like. Just mind blowing at the time, like Dead Man's Chest was what, 2005? Oh, six. 2000, 2006. Yeah. Um, and so. Just seeing the Kraken come out while the Black Pearl and the Dutchman are uh, fighting each other was just I like that whole scene I thought was so fun. Like you, you get the Black Pearl and the Dutchman fighting, getting all that happening. It it's kind of looking bad. Like they're kind of pretty much losing. And the Kraken comes and like the arms and like, you know, they blow blow the arms up and then then the Kraken gets really mad and just really wrecks wrecks shop. You, you just really see it full force it's just beautiful really fun and you get the whole climax with with uh elizabeth you know the whole kiss and then leaving jack on there you know uh crossing him and having him die like that his whole you know putting his you know the hat getting kicked back out at him from uh the kraken and just putting it on before he's eaten was just really like surprising but also just so fun and huge just like massive scale so i love that that's my nom all right, we've got three really, really great noms. Um, this is tough. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw my vote to the Kraken. It's actually not even it's not even the Kraken scene that I had uh, for my shortlist. I was thinking of like its first attack, basically the first time you see the Kraken in these movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Kraken taking the pearl is like great thematically because it's what we think is the death of Jack Sparrow, the death of the Black Pearl, two mainstays in these movies. And just you get to see the full might of the Kraken, which is such a fucking cool beast in these movies. Um, I mean, that's a mythical creature that we kind of hear about all the time. And uh, barring, you know, the shitty Liam Neeson Clash of the Titans movies, we really don't get to see a lot of great live action Kraken stuff so it's great to see it just ripping apart the ship um yeah i'm gonna vote for that one morgan what's your vote oh i don't know i'm torn uh <laughs> i really like the whirlpool fight scene but i will say now that you mentioned the kraken um that is a great scene as well i do have some notes for them though like did we need to see snot covered jack it's kind of gross <laughs> i mean come on ew <laughs> Uh, like I actually put that in my notes. Did we need the snot covered Jack? <laughs> and I'm going to say no. 
<laughs> but um, I, it's hard. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw my vote to the Kraken. I, I think there was a lot going on in that scene. Um, yeah, it's really cool to see the Kraken. I, I also like that we get to see Elizabeth pretend to um, cozy up to Jack, only to handcuff him to the ship and betray him, just like a pirate would do. Um, though, honestly, he deserved it <laughs> for being, you know, uh, I mean, he tried to row away in the middle of the fight. Um, <laughs> and he came back, sure, but still, like, you're the one that's marked. You, you made this deal. Now you don't like the terms of the deal you made, and uh, you're going to try to run away and let everybody else die for you. I don't like that. Um, but, yeah, I'll go with the Kraken. It's really neat to see. Um, and, yeah, I like how when they blow the thing off, they're like, is it, is it dead? And they're like, no, he's pissed it off. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it the clean sweep. But, really, all three of those are really great moments that are just, like, larger than life, really just – fantastical which i really like love those parts of these movies i like it it's fun like a pirate like you know the whole pirate genre is fun but then when they added their own little touch of magic and supernatural to it i really think that's what makes these special it's just that blend i think works really well um and like the kraken is just a perfect like connection with that like is i mean it, it's based in in lore you know the crack the leviathan is in the bible um and so like to have that be be an actual character and just destroy the black pearl was just i remember watching that was just like wow like what is ha about to happen and then finally the fact that barbosa comes back makes it all better you're like oh my god he's back um so yeah that, that's my vote and that's another sweep and the fe goes to the black pearl versus the flying dutchman featuring the kraken in dead man's chest and here are the nominees for the Big Pirate Energy Award. All right, the Big Pirate Energy Award. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, lots of pirates in these movies. Uh, we're just going with our character that we think just best, however we define it, best exemplifies that pirate energy. Um, Damon, kick us off. What's your nominee for the Big Pirate Energy Award? I got three, three noms that I, I, I could choose from, I think. I'd be happy with any of them. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess, just the obvious one. Get it out of the way. Jack Sparrow. Okay, Captain Jack. He He's very much a pirate. And while he does have big pirate energy, some would maybe say he's not a very good pirate because he's <laughs> a very wishy-washy captain, and he's literally been mutinied against twice. <laughs> I mean, he's not, he does not have a good record, and maybe I'm hurting my nom already. <laughs> But he still he exemplifies the pirate like he's always there to down double cross. He's always good to scheme. He's always looking for that next score. He's always like looking for the next adventure. He's always trying to just have fun. And who else loves rum more than Jack Sparrow? <laughs> why is the rum gone? Because he drinks it all all the damn time. That's why, Jack. Um, so, yeah, that's my nom. I think he had to be at least nominated for this one. Morgan, what's your nom? Okay, well, you're going to love this. I'm going to go with Captain Teague. <laughs> Again, two, there it is. two nominations for uh, Keith Richards' character, Captain Teague. I mean, this is not just a pirate. This is Jack Sparrow's dad. <laughs> so um, he is the most commanding, and I know we don't get to see much 
of it, but from what we do get to see, he is so commanding and he is so uh, just, I mean, like I said, my idea of big pirate energy is what do I get from this character? What did they exude? So, you know, and he, Captain Teague walks out of that room and he just exudes like menacing power and um, just, you know, you instantly think, oh, I'm afraid of this guy. Like he would blow, he's like, oh, we're not going to blow it by the rules. I'll shoot you dead on the spot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, How's mom? And he's got a little shrunken head of mom he carries around for some reason. It's a little bit on the weird side, but very piratey, I guess. So I'm going to go with Captain Teague. I dig it. I dig it. Kyle, who's your nom? I am so glad this got back to me. I was really worried that she would got she would get uh, swept up. I got to go with the Pirate King herself. I mean, Elizabeth Swan. She Hell yeah. Talk about a character who has just an incredible arc throughout these movies, right? I mean, she starts out having, you know, wanting nothing to do with the world of the pirates, having nothing to do with the world of the pirates. And she gets, you know, taken by Barbosa. And I mean, the first movie is really she doesn't have a whole lot of agency. And I think one of the best course corrections in these movies is Dead Man's Chest immediately establishing that she is so much more in command and knows what she's doing. Uh, we talked about, you know, the ending of that movie with her making the ultimate pirate choice and, you know, uh, backstabbing Jack. And even before that, in that movie, she is constantly manipulating Jack and manipulating Will. And I just I think if you're talking about like, you know, to like talk about Game of Thrones, like who won the game or who played the game the best, it's got to be Elizabeth. I mean, she just like immediately is thrown into this world and gets it and understands how to play the game and how to manipulate people. And then even in at world's end before she's named pirate King, I remember that was one, that was a great payoff scene when that scene happens, because you're like, there's not going to be a satisfying answer to this unless it's Elizabeth. Cause she's had the fullest arc of all of these main characters. And so when they name her pirate King, it's just such a great moment. Um, but yeah, I think that like, like I said, Will is an important character because of the balance he brings, because he's not a pirate. Like he doesn't bring that pirate energy. And he I, I think that's important. It makes him a great candidate to be the captain of the the Flying Dutchman. Um, but she just like has that energy and she just brings it in each movie. And I yeah, I love that. So I gotta vote for my girl Elizabeth. Those are three very good ones. Uh they all definitely have big pirate energy. Who takes the award? Uh, like I said, I love Jack. Captain Teague is definitely like literal definition of big pirate energy. And Elizabeth Swan grows into it in such a way that it's just one of my favorite parts of the series. Like, I just, it's probably my favorite character arc. It's so good the way they do it, really. Like, they, they show just how, like, they never shy away from how feminine or who she is and then at the same time it never just detracts away from just how badass she is and just how strong and skilled she is i mean from even from the first movie like when she's still like i guess technically she was cast in the damsel in distress role technically she was still being as smarter than than you would ever think like the fact that she got jack drunk so just so she could burn all the rum down and everything mm-hmm. to get to to get it rescued like she knew exactly what she was doing like she does whatever she needs to do to get shit done uh that's why i almost drafted her back in the day on our uh franchise hogwarts draft uh, sorting as a slytherin 
Ooh, I thought about it. Great call. Yeah, yeah but it should I, definitely be Slytherin. Yep. Um, I I regret not doing that actually, but I hadn't watched the movies <laughs> in a while, so I just like I wasn't sure watching it over. Oh, one hundred percent of Slytherin. My one of my favorite Slytherins, and uh, I don't know. Um, someone else go. Uh, Morgan, who are you gonna vote for? <laughs> um, all good choices. Um, I, I do want to say one thing about Elizabeth real quick because I had made a note of this, and I feel like this is something in the movies that did not age well. Um, in At World's End, where they make Elizabeth take her pants off and go into a room full of men. Yeah. That, mm, Hate that. Not cool. Not cool. No. I yeah. can see how it would have been not perceived too terribly in the past, but now I'm looking at it going, eh, that really rubs me the wrong way. So, but she she does it, and she fights without pants on. And, you know, I got to say, I personally love not wearing pants, so maybe she she liked it. We don't know. Um, <laughs> she definitely does have that energy though. And at world's end, uh, she, you know, gets out of that boat and basically puts a knife to that dude's throat. Like, why would you think I need protection? Like, get it girl. <laughs> um, I like obviously Captain Teague. I will say, uh, I, Jack Sparrow, he is the pirate you think of immediately when you think of Pirates of the Caribbean, but I don't feel like he has that strong pirate energy. I think he has the, okay, hot take. He's the Jar Jar Binks of Pirates yep. of the Caribbean. He's oh, constantly <laughs> tripping into good luck. <laughs> That's it. He's like the fun part of that. Because Jar Jar yeah. isn't a terrible character. He's not. I mean, he's just <laughs> he used very him. badly in those movies. Yes. But yeah, he's Jack is like, if you but... centered the story around a character like that. But I, you know, like I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Jack Sparrow's Jar Jar, he's the Jar Jar. <laughs> um, which to me doesn't, like he is a pirate, but eh, is he a good one? No, not really. Um, and I like Captain Teague. I don't feel like he got enough screen time as, as we've talked about, but I will then go ahead and vote for Elizabeth. She definitely had a great arc. You're right. And I, but I, I think she has always had that in her. I mean, from the very moment we see her, she steals that pirate's medallion. Mm-hmm. And wears it all the time. Like, she's always been a pirate at heart. She just hadn't, didn't know how to grasp it, I guess, until. Right, right. Yeah. Kyle, who are you voting for? I'm still deciding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with Elizabeth, but I, I, wanna, I appreciate these noms. I think that, honestly, I really like Teague getting another mention, just because if we had spent... It's almost like it's tough because he cancels out being nominated for both the Wallflower and this one because he really works as a Wallflower because we want more of him. But if we had gotten more of him, he would probably be the clear choice for the Big Pirate Energy Award. Um, but he's super fun. And you're right. He just commands that scene. And it's just like that is that is the quintessential pirate right there. Um, and then, yeah, I agree about Jack. I love him. He's a great character. I love that he kind of broke the genre curse of Oscar nominations when he got that nom for the first movie. Um, but he's a very bumbling pirate. <laughs> he's like, he just kind of like bumbles his way into into uh, success and like like literally and physically bumbles his way into finding a jar of dirt. And like, you know, like he's just, I love it. And it makes for really entertaining movies. But as far as like someone who is this pirate and knows what they're doing, it's, it's not Jack. Like, I love him to death. But yeah, I, I got to vote for Elizabeth. She's named the Pirate King. She's Morgan made a great point. She kind of has always had that in her. It just had to be, uh, I guess, tapped into. So yeah, she's she's definitely my vote. 
Okay. Yeah. And okay. The bump, yeah. the bumbling of Jack. I just want to like that just reminded me of the scene where he's trying to taunt Davy Jones and he's got his little jar of dirt. I got a jar and then of he trips dirt. And ball down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, I I will give it the sweep. Uh, my vote will go for Elizabeth Swan. I think at the end, like especially at the end, she definitely has the biggest pirate energy. Like I just love her fit. Her pirate fit is amazing. Yeah. I'm in love with her also, but like that fit is just perfect. Um, I I will say I if we're gonna keep doing this and comparing this to Star Wars, I'm just gonna go full on. Jack is not Jar Jar, or if he is, he is a Jar Jar Han Solo hybrid. Yeah, he's the Han Solo of the group. He's the reluctant hero who, like, except he actually does like run away, but he always comes back and actually ends up helping save the day. That's fair. He's the Han of the group. If only Leia didn't get with them, Leia got with their brother, who's Will in this situation, (laughs) except they're not siblings. Um. So it's Get okay. <laughs> it does have so a lot of Star Wars parallels. I ain't even gonna lie. Okay, I mean, it, it, like yeah, the trilogy itself. We run but into that with every fantasy story. It's always gonna have the, the Star Wars comparison. Facts. All right, Elizabeth Swan is big pirate energy. Let's move on. And the Effie goes to Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Swan. And here are the nominees for the Jar of Dirt Award. The Jar of Dirt Award, otherwise known as Best Meme. Uh, maybe my absolute favorite one because it's 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 just goofy. It's all about the laugh. And I love doing these for ones that are that are older, because while predicting the meme is fun, it's kind of hard. This we have years of meme content at our disposal. Morgan, what's your nom for? jar of dirt okay so i kind of created one based on a recent meme um that has been popular and rebranded it for pirates so it's the yelling at the the woman yelling at the angry cat <laughs> or yelling at the cat you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. i actually made this yeah. in the chat but um my meme is the woman yelling um he plans it all out and the cat saying he makes it up as he goes along <laughs> Just silliness, but I'm I'm uploading it. Give me one sec. Incredible stuff. (laughs) That meme format also just works for like everything. It's one of my favorite beats. One day we'll do like a meme bracket or something. (laughs) That's perfect. That's a great one. (laughs) Oh. So the other one I created that I decided wasn't good enough was the boyfriend with his girlfriend looking over his shoulder at the other girl. And the boy is Norrington and the girl, the girlfriend is the Endeavor. And he's looking over his shoulder at the Interceptor. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's some good ship. That's some good ship memes, right? Good ship. Good ship. Real good ship. Stop. Just in case you guys want to. Kyle, what's your nom? Uh, all right. I can't find the actual meme, but or, I mean, the, the template. And I'm pretty sure I have seen it before. So I'm going with the moment in At World's End where everyone is basically in their standoff, like pointing the guns at each yep. other. Um, Jack, Will, Elizabeth, I think Gibbs is in there. 
and there's one that I found. Again, I can't find it. Maybe I just thought of it and I never made it. I'm not as good as Morgan. I didn't make a meme. Um, <laughs> but I just picture like Jack over Jack. It's like my depression and over Will, my anxiety over Elizabeth, my <laughs> imposter syndrome. And they're just all just standing <laughs> off iced coffee over one. Just all standing off. Yes. That's and the one. That's it. No, no. Spider-Man faces on all of them, too. Yep. So it's like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially the Spider-Man meme with guns, mm-hmm. which really yeah. adds a, a level of danger to it, and I love it. To it. <laughs> That's a good one. That was my other choice, actually, Kyle. But my number one, you, I mentioned it earlier, and I was like, okay, it's going to get talked about again. Essentially, you're the worst blank I've ever heard of in my life, oh. but you have heard of me. Nice. You can put whatever you want in the place of either one and roll with it. It's like... You're the you're the worst TV show I've ever heard of, and it's like whatever TV show you hate. Oh, but you have heard of me. You know you can go you can go in millions and millions of different ways with it. Um, I I think it just has tons of legs, and it's been around for a while. I've seen it. In, I don't think it's used as much as as it could be. But you know the thing about memes is they have weird random second third lives, so it could like randomly pop up next year and be huge. That's true. So we'll see. Maybe next year is the lot, the year of uh, pirates memes. <laughs> That's next my year will actually be the twenty year anniversary of the first movie. So perfect, it's possible. Exactly, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> next year's pirate memes. We should get it going slowly. Um, so, nom wise, I mean voting wise, what are we thinking, Morgan? What are you thinking? I mean, I created a meme, so I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I, I really like, because that's one of my favorite quotes. That was my second favorite quote uh, for Parlay, was the, do you think he plans it all out or just makes it up as he goes along? <laughs> and it sums up Jack so well, because no one knows. Um, but I really like that one. I will say that I also really love um, Damon's quote, the, <laughs> you are far the worst pirate I've ever seen. He's like, but you have heard or ever heard of, but you have heard of me because it is, it's, it, that's wonderful. And it is so true. Like, uh, but you know who I am and that's good enough. Even if I'm bad, <laughs> at least you've heard of me. Bad publicity exactly. is all publicity is good publicity. It doesn't matter if it's bad <laughs> or good. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go with my meme, but, like honorable mention to the other one okay kyle what's got your vote uh they're all good i was also thinking when damon mentioned i thought he was gonna go with this but the the uh jack and barbosa like dick measuring contest with the telescopes (laughs) love that one i just saw one i'm looking it up now but like uh barbosa's holding one that says Avengers Endgame 140 or 182 minutes. And then Jack pops out with Return of the King extended edition 251 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Um, but I'm going to go with I'm actually going to go with. Yeah, you have without a doubt the worst blank I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you have heard of me because that's like that's a combination of that has been around for a while. But there's also still new things you could make that with like you could just make that with literally anything anything you want um and it works so that's a but big shouts to uh, this is the first time we've had a guest on for an effies who made a meme for the effies so shout out to morgan (laughs) yes i dig it you should put it in rotation get it going get the pirates meme you're going strong and uh yeah i i do i think i'm going to vote for my own um i i just think it's the classic it's hard to beat classics 
But your your new one is impressive, and maybe in two years we should revisit and see if it it takes the W back. Um, but that, that's my vote for now, and that's the W. Let's move on. And the F E goes to. You're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Oh, but you have heard of me. And here are the nominees for the Dunk Award. All right, the Dunk Award. This is becoming one of my favorite awards for, you know, TV shows, movies that we love. It's all part of being a fan. You get the stuff that you just, God, what were they doing? You just love to shit on sometimes and, and question. Um, I'm going to kick it off. It's funny. We mentioned I'm still not going to go with the last two movies. Those entire movies are kind of my nominee, but I'm not going to go with them. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with one that I don't think is a big, like, glaring error in these movies, but it's one that I feel very disappointed by in retrospect. And that is James Norrington, just his arc in general. I think that they set him up as this weird, like, I don't know if it's, incel is probably too strong a word, but, like, he's got this weird energy with Elizabeth in the first movie. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of got the Snape energy, right? Like, he's a little older than her, and it's just doesn't feel the vibes are off and then the next two movies i i originally liked the choice of him being like destitute in dead man's chest you meet him again in tortuga but then they don't really do anything with him and it's again it's kind of funny because like if we don't have him then we don't have my pick for the best fight like we don't have his involvement in that fight but he just felt like a character that like they wanted to be really important and then nothing really happens with him i honestly couldn't tell you what he does in At World's End. I know he's in it. Um, he does. <laughs> does he die? He 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 helps Elizabeth escape uh, the Dutchman. So he oh, technically he, he technically right. redeems yeah. himself. But they also kiss. So it's like, what? What? Why? What's the point of this? Yeah, like, I think he just was thrown into one of the things that we were talking about. Things that didn't really age very well with these movies is like, you don't need a love triangle. You don't need this character to just have a romantic connection with everyone, right? Like, I yeah. don't know. Maybe it added some tension and dr- drama to her and Will's relationship. I don't think it was necessary. And it just makes Norrington feel like a very unnecessary addition to, you know, I love the second two movies, but they feel very overstuffed at times. And if you cut out his involvement, maybe that helps with that. So I'm going to I'm gonna nominate that. Yeah, I'm going to say just real quick on Norrington. Um, I like his character, and I felt like we could have gotten more from him. You're right. I On the not aging well scale, she was a child when he met her, and he was like an officer mm-hmm. on a ship, so he was at yeah. least of age, and then he wants to marry her later. It's, it's some creepy shit right there. Not tough look for my guy. And also, hey, Dad, maybe not such a great match. Like, <laughs> yeah, no doing? kidding. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be in the, you know, days when women got married at age 14 and stuff. But come on now, like, this is a modern movie. You don't have to have it in there. I agree. Yeah. All right, Morgan, what's your nom? Oh, okay. So here's some. Remember I mentioned I might have some hot takes about one of these movies. Uh-oh. <sighs> Dead Man's Chest. My dunk is the fight sequences in Dead Man's Chest. With the exception of the fun sword fight that was briefly entertaining. In that movie, there are two jungle fight scenes that are, well, stupid. They're just stupid. They're not even fun. They get, they're so long that they become just like a slog. Like, I'm like, is this movie still on? Am I still watching this? (laughs) 
that those fight scenes just get ridiculous. Like in the in Dead Man's Chest, the beginning, uh, you know, when Jack gets like has the pole on his back, and so, somehow they manage to pile all the fruit things that they're throwing at him on the sticks, and then it all falls off, and he manages to fall off a mountain and through multiple bridges, but he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. And all the fruit that falls with him managed to, to miss him and by inches. I mean, it. I just think it's more far-fetched than what I wanted to see. Like, uh, there, yes, there's a lot of far-fetched stuff. There are pirates. There are ghosts. There are zombies. There are, you know, ship fights that just seem ridiculous and improbable. But I think those jungle fight scenes just got out of hand and went too long. And took up too much of the movie, and we didn't get very much character development as a result. Um, and the, this is a movie that has Bill Nye as, uh, you know, uh, as Davy Jones. And, uh, well, Jeffrey Brush doesn't come in until the very end. But we got a lot of great characters that could have been developed in this movie a little bit better. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Norrington, Norrington did some shady shit in this movie. Like, you know, he decides to revive his career and pull a Beckett and take the heart and give it to Beckett, the worst person who could possibly be in possession of this thing. And uh, I just feel like the movie in general, there's just a lot of questionable choices, but they spend way too much time on these jungle fight scenes. And that to me is what I'm going with. All right. So not not that the that dead man's chest is is bloated, but specifically the fight sequences in the it fight are scenes. just the are fight bloated. Yeah. I can get mm-hmm. behind that. That's fair. Yeah. I, I wrote about that. I mean, I watched the movie yesterday, and when Jack falls through all of those bridges, and then he hits the ground, he's just fine. It's like, is he is he like a superhero or something? like? Yeah. But then you have to remember, I mean, like, I mean, it is a movie. I you, know. And it's kind of like Black Widow when Natasha falls and hits everything on the way down, but she's fine when she gets up. Superhero landing. Superhero landing. It's got to be bad on the knees. (laughs) Um, So oddly enough, I only I was not able to find many dunks. I just I really like these three movies. They're hard movies to pick apart. I really do. But this one just caught, caught me off guard and was like, I don't remember this. And this is just weird. I'm not saying it didn't work, but it's just something that definitely felt it was a choice. Giant Calypso was a choice. <laughs> it was just weird. It didn't look that very good. And then she like turns into a bunch of crabs. Um, I don't know. If that was that was just weird. That's my I, why she got to turn into crabs. That seemed right. <laughs> What do you say? Mainly, the crabs are fine, really. <laughs> it's just mainly the giant calypso. I was like, why did they got to make her giant? Like, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. I don't think it was like, I guess they were just making her like, she's a, she's back to being a goddess now. Yeah, she's like, like the goddess of the sea. It was just weird. It just looked weird the way it that's happened. Fair. I'll say that. So that's, that's my nom. Three, three interesting noms. Kyle, what's your vote? Oh, man, this is tough. Um, I also want to mention. I wasn't going to mention it because it's so nitpicky, but I I love the. It's become notorious now. The random cowboy that is uh, on the Black Pearl or on the Endeavor or uh, the Interceptor, one of the ships in Curse of the Black Pearl, in the background. He's like a. I think he's one of the crew of the movie and is just standing. He's literally standing and like leaning on the rail and looking out during one of the scenes. So funny. Um, 
Not enough to dunk on because it's like whatever. They just forgot about that. But very funny. Uh, I maybe this is I'm biased because I, you know, like big women who can step on me. But I love the Calypso rituals. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I think that's a great, weird, goofy, ridiculous, supernatural moment. I love that Rigetti is like the one who is able to free her. Um, yeah, uh, I am on the fence about the action in Dead Man's Chest because some of it I think really is fun and like you get the really great another great candidate for the meme award with Jack running from everyone towards the ship that's been memed to death um, and some of the action is a lot of fun but I agree it it is there's too much time spent on it and it just becomes like a all right we're still doing this um, but I I'm probably gonna stick with Norrington just because he. I didn't get to rewatch these movies, but when I did a few months ago, it kind of stuck out. Like, why is this guy taking up more scenes when I could be spending more time with, you know, like with uh, Captain Teague or like another Wallflower nominee? Like, I could be spending more time with these other people because this guy's just not interesting to me. He's just not a fun character to watch. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. Morgan, what's got your vote? I'm going to stick with the fight sequences in Dead Man's Chest. Uh, like you said, they were very bloated. And um, honestly, if they hadn't wasted all that time on stupidity, they probably could have developed that Norrington character that we wanted to see more of. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a choice they made that was just bad. Um, also, I forgot to mention, I have an honorable, well, I, in, in, in all respect for Mal, I've got to say, they left the dog on the island. Oh. They did. What the hell? They Brutal. did. And he survived, he, though. Sea turtles. Survived, but you don't know that until sea after a I know. Like, the, you left him behind to be eaten by savages? That's just mean. Wrong. Yeah. And horrible. Yeah, and, uh, but, okay. So, back on topic, though. Um, I really, like, I've already explained my arguments for the fight sequences to be the, the dunk award. Um, I'll say I didn't mind giant Calypso, but I will say that the fact that her ropes seem to grow with her doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that, uh, I did Magic ropes. <laughs> like, wait, the ropes were enough to bind her this big. She's now this big. I think the rope would have snapped or run out by now. I'm fairly certain of it. Very true. Very <laughs> um, you know what? I think it's time to have a tie breaker. Because I'm going Giant Calypso. Because nice. I just don't have any strong feelings on like either of the other two. Like I, I don't know which one to vote for. And so in this case, we're going to give it off to Anna Hillshire Farms. Okay. So, first things first, I have a couple questions. Um, do we think that James Norrington always takes off his wig while he's drunk? Like, that's my first question. Um... <laughs> Second question, yes. what is with the kink shaming and the ropes and Calypso? Like, let a girl do what she wants to do. Shoot. Um, no, in all seriousness, going back to all the arguments, Giant Calypso, I didn't really mind so much because she's theoretically the sea. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She's a goddess, right? Um, but I do agree with the nitpicky thing about the ropes with Morgan. Um, so it really comes down to Norrington and the fight scenes. And I think when you really look at Dead Man's Chest in the whole, as a whole, it's a filler movie, right? It's meant to be fun and kitschy. And that's traditionally what a filler movie in the trilogy is, with the exception of Two Towers, because that, that's 
preset, obviously. And Empire. So I think I <laughs> an Empire. I think I have to go with Norrington just because they initially set him up to have a better character arc and he was introduced as a really annoying snob in the first movie and there was so much room for character development and they just completely watched it and they made him into this weird creep essentially and I didn't really vibe with that but now that Morgan mentioned the long fight scenes I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch Dead Man's Chest again (laughs) um and see what I think about that because I've always enjoyed those right I never really (laughs) thought about it in terms of runtime and character development so excellent point Morgan but I gotta go with Norrington all right thank you Anna we have a winner Norrington's arc all right let's move on to the the final three y'all and the Effie goes to Norrington's arc in the series and here are the nominees for valedictorian the valedictorian award uh the staple as i like to call it for for these the best performance of the series i got some in my mind who do y'all got morgan who's your nom my valedictorian's gotta be elizabeth swan i mean she is the, in my opinion, even though Jack is like the face front character, I think Elizabeth Swan is the central character to this tale. You get to see her arc from beginning to end, like literally from when she's a child and takes up a pirate's medallion. And then we skip forward and we get to see her being basically printed about in a dress that's too tight. She can't breathe in because that's what she's supposed to do to try to get married to some dude who is, you know, her dad thinks is acceptable. Um, to uh, getting kidnapped by pirates and learning what it really is about, but also her developing that um, that that inner pirate of hers that she, like I said, she's always kind of had it since the beginning. Like she hid that pirate medallion. It's not like she was showing it around to people. She was hiding it because that was like a secret part of herself. And so she was able to finally open up and, like use that secret part inside of her and take ownership over it. And you get to see her not only um, become a pirate and stow away on a ship and dress as a boy, but uh, pull one over on all those dudes uh, (laughs) and make them take her to Tortuga. And then you get to see her actually become a captain of a ship down the road. And she does eventually get to marry Will. So she gets what she wants. Like she gets to have Will Turner. She gets to have that family, but she also gets to be who she is, a captain, a pirate captain. Um, Now, part of that is because uh, Ya Feng, uh, uh, uh well mistook her for calypso really let's ask how she ended up in charge of a ship but it was still well deserved she played it well like she played him off very well like she didn't lead on or she didn't let him realize that she was not calypso um but yeah so i really think that she's the valedictorian of the series and i think kira knightley does a really good job with performing that and really owning that role there's some amazing roles but i just think that she is the most important and she wins very well said kyle who's your nom uh i'm gonna go a bit out of left field with one um i honestly i don't even expect this one to win it's just my chance because none of our other awards have gotten to really talk about this character and i think that the actor just like 
maybe not a heat check because he's in it a good bit, but in Dead Man's Chest and that world's in, I got to go with Stellan Skarsgård as bootstrap Bill Turner. Um, I remember the first time watching these movies, like the, the stuff with him and Will and Davy Jones was the stuff I was so zeroed in on. Like he's just every scene he's in is just so good. And he like the liar's dice scene is incredible when he has to give Will the the lashes is, you know, it's really rough. And it's just like I've I've long been a fan of Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, I like to dunk on him in the MCU because Selvig is just a disaster but he's a lot of fun and he's a great actor obviously his talent runs in the family when you look at the other scars guards um but yeah he's just really really fun in these movies and you know one of my runner-ups for quote for the parlay award was part of the crew part of the ship because the way that he delivers it like he's just i don't know he just plays this role with such like I won't say intensity, but just like passion and sincerity and that dynamic between him and Will. I could have even nominated Orlando as well, but like just their dynamic is really kind of at at points feels like the heart and soul of those Dead Man's Chest and At World's End for me. So I'm going to I don't think he's going to win, but I'm going to (laughs) nominate Bootstrap Bill. I almost went with him for Wallflower, actually. But then I I, I really thought like we really did get the right amount of him, you know, like everything they did with him was really good it worked it really gave will more than just the basic i'm doing all this for elizabeth like it really gave him even more arc and story and honestly that almost really took over his whole storyline really it wasn't even about elizabeth it was about him saving his father like really that was his storyline movies two and three was Mm. figuring that out and helping his father get away from davy jones and i loved how that all wrapped up now now at the at the end of the day, they're together for for kind of eter- for eternity now, kind of I guess, um, and they don't look weird. They're not all creature shaped, <laughs> uh, which is like one of my favorite parts of the, of uh, the Dutchman's crew. They look so cool and like creepy. I loved Hammerhead Shark Guy. That was one of my favorites. Um, so since you went with Bootstrap, I'm voting. I'm nominating two people because I can't not have one of these people. I just can't. Orlando Bloom is Will Turner. And Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, I'm wait a second. Not together. Not together. I'm, oh. I'm them both okay. separately. I'm, I'm saying sorry. they both should be nominated for this for this category. Okay. I, I just think you, the trio, I think, is so... If one of them didn't work, I don't think these movies would have gotten more movies. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the series would have happened. I think... If I could vote all three, I would. I think this is one of my absolute favorite trios of actors and performances. They all work so well together. On screen, one-on-one, one-on-one-on-one. Like, everything they did together was so fun. Like, how just how Will just hates Jack. <laughs> it's like, I hate him. He says it so much. And, like, how Jack always, like, tries to trick him up. And he always ends up – he, like – he never says it, but you know how much he actually likes Will. Like, he respects Will so much. And, like, you can see it, like, sometimes when it, the things he, he does and, like, how they, they end up on the same page, even though it seems like they're never on the same page. But, like, I have to vote for, for those two, just for nominating-wise. I mean, but Orlando Bloom as Will Turner, I think, was just such a great role. Like you said, we kind of needed that kind of every man, the, the straight man, who wasn't really a pirate, though. Really, technically, he he was kind of a pirate on his own. Like the whole first movie was honestly a journey for him to become a pirate. Like they very much. 
uh, telegraphed that towards the end. Like, hey, you know, you're you're just as much of a pirate as us. Like he he freaking broke uh, Jack out of jail and and was you know professes love to to Elizabeth and it was very his hat like was amazing. That look <laughs> I think was my favorite. Uh, that look and then his look on the Dutchman after he dies and comes back. Those are my two favorite uh, Will Turner looks. And and Kyle's having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a picture um, for a second. <laughs> um, and then Johnny Depp, just, I mean, th- to me, this is Johnny Depp as far as roles go. It's, is it a, over the top? Yes. And I think that's the point. I mean, this is a Disney product. At the end of the day, these were, these are kind of for kids. I mean, I was very much a kid when, when I first watched these, they, they very much hold up very well as far for adults, but like it is it's super fun as a kid. Like Jack Sparrow was funny goofy but also really debonair and charming he was you know he kind of like we said he always looks into something how he escapes is some of my favorite parts of the movies we haven't even mentioned the saying yet you know you'll see this as the the day you almost caught captured captain jack sparrow like the amount of times they say that even in the first 15 minutes of the movie is hilarious um but really i mean I say you needed the trio, but really what made the first one sing was Jack Sparrow. He was all anyone really wanted to talk about. Uh, he was just this like really over the top, super charismatic character. And I, I mean, I think he really nailed it. Like he used Keith Richards as inspiration and it's just, he's one of the reasons that made the movie so special, I think. So I had to nominate both of them, even if only one can win. It might not be either one of them. So Morgan, who are you voting for? Okay, so I actually think I'm going to change my vote or my my opinion, and I'm going to vote for Johnny Depp. And the more you talked about it, and I started thinking about it, looking back at my notes from the last few days of rewatching, and the scenes in At World's End where he is playing multiple different versions of himself. One, they're hysterical, but also like. It's amazing what he's doing in those scenes. Like the one where he's in the brig or in the, uh, of the, I think he's in Davy Jones brig. Yeah. And, and, uh, he's got the multiple jacks and the one's got the brain. He's like <laughs> soaked into the wall. And at one point he goes, nobody move. I dropped my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, hilarious. And then they're fighting over like a little half a peanut on, you know, the, uh, in the locker and just, um, how he's like interacting with the weird uh, crab rocks. There's a lot of crabs in this movie, by the way. I don't know what's going on there, but somebody's got a thing for crabs. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with him. I mean, he does do a great job of projecting this insane amount of hubris and uh, just cockiness when he's not entitled to it at all. <laughs> he has no business thinking he's as good as he is. Um, you know, it, it's almost like you know when he uh, when Norrington's like uh, like a gun with one shot. It's <laughs> like a compass that doesn't point north. Which now we know the compass is much more important than that. But still, like he's like, oh, I have expected your sword to be wood. <laughs> um. He's just a little bit of a buffoon. Like I said, he's kind of a Jar Jar character, a Darth Jar Jar, or or maybe he's just that's who he is. But he does it such in such a great way, even his physical part of it. Like when he runs and he's like 
<laughs> I don't know why. Like, they have him running the weirdest way, almost like he's like a bird, like running. And um, everything, little thing he does, he just flourishes. And I mean, I don't know if he just got direction to do it that way or if he just decided that uh, this is Jack Sparrow. He is a bit of an idiot <laughs> and a peacock, and he's going to strut around like a peacock the whole time. Um, but yeah, the multiple jacks in at World's End to me really sells it for me. So I'm going to go with that. I love it. Captain Jack is a peacock. Very much so. Kyle, who's got your vote? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Part Like some part of me when we do these effies, it's funny. I always like, this is really dumb. I always like try and not nominate like whatever the main character is of something like we did. Because we, I remember when we started doing these, it seemed to happen a lot. Like, like it went to Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. It went to Anthony Mackie for Falcon and Soldier. Sometimes it just makes sense, though. Like, Captain Jack Sparrow is just, like, that iconic character. Like, he is such a timeless... I mean, that became a complaint with the last two movies was that that story ended, and then people were like, all right, well, we want to see other things now. Like, we want to see other characters. Um I'm okay with more because it's Jack. Like I, I'm not going to get tired of that character. Um, but I also wonder with Curse of the Black Pearl, how much of it was direction or script and how much of it was just improv. Like it just because he seems so in control of that role. Um, and he also like you expect someone like Will to be able to do the dramatic scenes or you expect someone like Elizabeth to be able to do the rom- dramatic romantic badass pirate scenes jack is able to like we kind of think of him as a joke most of the time and he does the comedic scenes really incredible and then he just randomly surprises you like the moment where he uh, morgan mentioned it during the maelstrom sequence when he gives up immortality and stabs the heart with wills like when he davy jones is like do you feel death and jack goes do you like it's just this badass like oh that's a that's a character arc right there like he's he's finally not thinking about himself and he's not being selfish um and it's just a cool like yeah it's just like i mean you know real life aside you know real life problems aside johnny depp really does commit to this performance every time he plays jack and i I remember seeing um uh dead men tell no tales in the theater uh, in 2017 it was like he's been doing this for a long time now like is he is he kind of at the harrison ford place where he's just you know phoning it in and he really isn't like even in that movie it has its problems and it's not a great movie but he is still like so fun as jack um yeah so i mean may, maybe it's the boring choice to go with the main character but it's the right choice like he's just so he's so in command of this performance and it's like you just wanted it even influenced the ride like the ride came first but they made these movies and then he would go and pretend to be jack in the ride i remember they did that for promotional material when the movies were coming out he would go into the ride and like just stand there and wait for the the boat to pass and stuff like he just influenced like real life stuff which is that says something about this character so yeah i vote for for johnny as well as captain jack sparrow yeah, so you mentioned, like, how much did he improv? So here's a, I found something, and remember the scene you said about the jar of dirt? He improvised that. Of course. <laughs> yep, the oi fish face, and he's, I got a jar of dirt, I've got a jar of dirt. Apparently, like, he did that, and everyone was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and, yeah, they just got, like, most, so everyone else's, like, uh, reaction to that is apparently, like, genuine. 
So I need to I need to go back and watch that immediately. <laughs> watch <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> um, and I'm sure if I look, there there'd be several other scenes at the improv. So very good, great call. Um, yeah, I'm I'm voting for Kira Knightley, even though Johnny Depp as Captain Jack gets the win. I think Jack's is the most iconic performance, while Kira's is the best performance. I think she's just on like everything she does is is exactly what it needs to be, whether it's vulnerable, uh, whether it's um, charming or exciting or badass or just aggressive. Like she, whatever Elizabeth needs to be doing, she does it. And just the way you're like, yeah, I believe that every, every single time. And she really just does a great job of, of delivering this performance of, of Elizabeth, who's just a, such a great character. I think honestly, one of my favorite protagonists, like just the, the way she is and she, she ends up like uh, Morgan said, like the journey from her always wanting to like that little secret of hers, like the pirate coin to her being a pirate king was just beautiful. Like, I, I love that. But I'm perfectly fine. Johnny getting the win because like we, we don't promote, you know, bad shit, uh, but we don't want to also we do want to celebrate these movies and his performance was fantastic in those, uh, especially the first three. Um I mean, he he was Captain Jack, and he, he everything he said about it. It's like one of his favorite characters he's ever played. Like you can you can just tell that he 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 really is into it. So Captain Jack gets a W, a very rare W, by the way, because he loves he, he tends to lose. <laughs> Congrats, Jack. And the FE goes to Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. And here are the nominees for Best Memory. All right, our Best Memory. This is basically Best Moment, Best Scene in all five, but really all three. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, uh, lots to choose from. Really great, iconic moments. So, Damon, kick us off. What is your nominee for the Best Memory? Huh. So, I'm just getting it because, like, I don't know if I ever really respected it or appreciated it as much as I should have until this rewatch. Like, I mean, I guess like I hadn't watched them in a while, I guess. And like, you know, I just was really loved the fighting and the swashbuckling and like the whole tension between Jack and, and Elizabeth and Will that like, really like the Davy Jones side of it really never, never connected with me. But like the whole Davy Jones Calypso story, I just really found poignant and so the the reunion between the two and the Dutchman cell was just, I thought, beautiful, tragic. Um, they they had really great chemistry in that scene. Like Kyle mentioned earlier, you know, when she touches them and we, we get to a glimpse of what uh, Davy Jones actually looks like in human form. And just, you know, like seeing what happened and what made him to be the way that they, they were. And, and just to see them after all these years of of who they are now. And it was just great. And it really gave us a big forewarning of what was going to happen later on in the movie with her being released. And so I, I love that scene. I, I thought that scene was really delicately done. So that's my nom. Morgan, what's yours? I am going to go with the iconic entrance, Jack's entrance in the first movie as he's bailing the water out of his boat. And then we see him sailing into Cove as his boat sinks. He's standing on top of the mast. 
and then he just steps off onto the and the duck and walks away as his boat is sunk to the bottom. It's amazing. <laughs> that has got to be one of the best scenes I've ever um, you know, we talked beforehand. I was like, can we add an award for best entrance? Because that's gotta be it for me. But I mean, he's there's so many great entrances uh of characters in these movies, but that scene is to me, I think Pirates of the Caribbean, the first thing I think of is Jack's boat sinking as he enters. And it's a great <laughs> encapsulation of his character <laughs> his life is sinking sinking boat <laughs> and he's just like oh hello hello love exactly. just he's like, i'm awesome okay. even though my boat the only little tiny little boat that i have just saying <laughs> that i'm captain <laughs> that's true oh. oh kyle what's your nom uh yeah those are both really great i'm gonna go with one um i think it's just like in terms of the whole series, it works really well, but it's this cool moment where you get to step away from the action and you get this really like artfully done sequence. And it's basically the opening, uh, we, we named an award after it, Hoist the Colors in At World's End. Basically the opening of At World's End where we are seeing these pirates being rounded up, sentenced to death, and this kid starts this song. And it's like one of those moments where I was like, wow, these movements are these movies are really goofy and like funny. And then there's just this really sobering moment like, holy shit, this is intense. Um, I'm a big fan of these really cool like musical moments. Like when Damon mentioned the Davy Jones and Calypso, even that like they have a really, really great musical theme in the series. But yeah, that moment where just they're all kind of rallying around and singing it. It's just it's like badass, but it's also just very like sobering and inspiring all at once and it, it kicks off at world's end is yes very overstuffed and has a lot of moving parts but it is very dark at times and i think this sets up a really 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 great dark tone for the movie um yeah and i just i love when a movie is able to do that because i feel like it, it it had earned that at that point you know like it, it wasn't out of place it was kind of the great time to like take a step away from the action and really like sit with the the consequences of where these movies have ended up. So I got to nominate Hoist the Colors. All three movies had really, really strong openings. Yeah. That one, you know, finding Will on, in the water on the first one. Um, I can't remember the second one, of course, now. <laughs> Dead Man's Chest was, was uh, the, the wedding that was postponed, right? It was Will and yeah. I think Elizabeth. That was after, it was after that, I thought. I thought there was a, a small scene before that. Uh, it might have been. I thought it was basically Elizabeth basically on the ground crying like it, like in the rain in her wedding dress. Yeah, that's and, like, right. There's a hurricane basically looking like bearing down on the island and she gets up and Will Turner's in cuffs. And then she finds out she's being arrested as Beckett being a total dick. But yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's what I wrote. I think that's the opening. OK, then, yeah, maybe maybe it was it just. OK, that's right. All right. So those are the three noms. What are we going to vote for, y'all? Um, I. You know what? Um, I think I got to go with Jack's entrance. I mean, it's it, it really is not only iconic. Um, it's so well done. It's so fun. It, it is one of the best entrances of character ever. It, like, I mean, it encapsulates encapsulates exactly what Jack is, his vibe, everything. And it just sets you up. You're like, oh, wow, this this is what we're getting. OK, I'm in. Like, sign me up. And it just sets the tone. Um and it's just hilarious. And 
I, I, I think I got to go with that because at the end of the day, this this whole series is about fun and liveliness and just just enjoying yourself. And that that's one of the best scenes of that. So that's my vote. Uh, Morgan, are you going to, with that as well? I'm going to stick with you yeah, my nomination of Jack's entrance. This is boat is sinking, though. I do want to touch on um, Kyle's nomination for a minute because um, I had made some notes about the, the opening of that movie is very dark and very um, gripping um, because not only do you see all these people getting hanged um, and all of the, and the song, but right before that, you also get um, me being a lawyer. I keep straight into this. There's a voiceover of a guy like announcing the right to assembly is suspended. The right to habeas corpus is suspended. The right to legal counsel is suspended. The right to a jury of your peers is suspended. And inter uh, interlocked with those or uh, inter intertwining with those they'll say one is suspended and then they'll drop like a bunch of hanging people and then they say the next one is suspended and the drop and it's just announce drop and it's just constant and then the last one they come up and the kid starts to sing the song and then everybody starts to sing even though they're all just about to die uh but it is a very uh strong opening it's very emotional and uh you know, that that's fascism at its peak right there, suspending all your legal rights while summarily executing people. Um, but that's Beckett, man. <laughs> that's Beckett. Um, but I am going to go ahead and stick with our fun loving Jack Sparrow sailing in on a sinking boat. Kyle, is it a sweep? Are you, are you going with the hoist the colors? It is indeed a sweep. Uh, yeah, Jack, it's just I'm trying to think of like there are like just such iconic pop culture character introductions. I mean, he's got to be up at the top there. Like there's just, there's so many, but he's got to be up at the top of the list. I'm thinking of like Darth Vader in the first star Wars movie, you know, different contexts, obviously, but like there's, there's just Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. But like, yeah, there's just this moment where you see him and immediately you're like, yep, I'm in, this is going to be a fun movie. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> We're going to laugh at this guy a lot. And he just immediately, it's no longer Johnny Depp. It's just Jack Sparrow. Um, so it, yeah, it's just it's perfect. So I, I that's a clean sweep for sure for that one. All right, that's a W. Let's move on to the last award. And the FE goes to Captain Jack Sparrow's entrance in the Curse of the Black Pearl. And here are the nominees for Game of the Year. Game of the Year, best movie. I'm gonna go ahead and take the first nom. And while Morgan might not be a super fan of it, I am going with Dead Man's <laughs> Fest. Um, I just always have fun with this one, okay? Like, while it may be a bit long in the tooth, I enjoy every minute of it. We get to spend more time with the crew, which has become bigger. We get the whole the, uh, the arrival of Beckett, which really, up, you know, amps up everything you got the arrival of davy jones and all that the building of will and his father that whole sort storyline is one of my favorites you really get elizabeth coming into her own and becoming even more integral to the storyline um her whole thing with jack and just really finding out like especially when i first watched it, it was like you're getting like this whole kind of love triangle kind of vibe with the three when really it's really all about elizabeth realizing that she wants to be a pirate it's not that she's yearning for jack she's yearning for his lifestyle she wants to be like him and she she 
she, you know, like the, the idea of him almost, you know, like Will is definitely more of the straight man. Well, well, she could like, you know, she seems like she's is definitely more of the vibe of a pirate, and she, you know, is almost jealous of it maybe. But you know that along with the amazing Kraken scenes, um, I love it. I, I just really do. I I love all three. I will say that like it's this is one of my favorite trilogies. Um, I adore them all, and I, I really do like Dead Man's Chest. So I had to give it the nom. Kyle, what's yours? Uh, yeah, I'm. Maybe it's boring. I, I just in comparison to the other two, it is. We've been saying this. It's a very simple movie. I'm gonna go with Curse of the Black Pearl. I think it like beginning to end is just such a it's a damn near perfect movie like it just does exactly what it sets out to do never really overreaches um and again like damon just said it i also i love all three of these movies they're they're messy but they're really fun and i love the supernatural aspects that they bring in with two and three but it is so contained in curse of the black pearl and you get the undead crew of the black pearl but that's basically it like that is the conflict um you get the great back and forth between I mean, this is this movie is probably the most time we spend with Jack and Will together. And that is really fun. I love their back and forth and, you know, learning how to like be uh, partners, I guess. And that's a lot of fun. And you get Elizabeth kind of learning about this seedy like underworld that is like the world of the pirates. And Barbosa makes for just a just an entertaining, you know, foil to Jack. And it's just really fun throughout. And then you even get like I didn't bring them up for the wallflower thing because damon brought up pinto and rigetti and they're basically the better version of but the two uh i don't even know, know their names but the, the two guardsmen? soldiers yeah <laughs> yeah they're so fun in the first movie they're hilarious and they actually have a great kind of conclusion to their story because they get to become pirates like that's that's fun um but yeah the first one is just like you mentioned that they these are kind of made for kids and kind of, but like they set the tone right away with the first movie that these are pretty dark movies. Like they're very fun and comedic, but like very dark as well. And I love that they set that up right away. And it's interesting because we don't have a whole lot of like mainstream pirate movies other than these any good ones anyway. Like we had Jason and the Argonauts like forever ago. And like, you know, like we it's basically the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like that's basically it. Unless you want to talk about like Star Wars and space pirates, but like, you know, it's just like, this is kind of the grant, the, the golden standard. And like the first movie set that standard of like, this is what it should be like. It's swashbuckling. It's funny. It's dark when it needs to be, but you have these really engaging characters. So yeah, I, I got to vote or nom nominate curse of the black girl. All right, Morgan. So dead man, tell no tales or, or which one are you going with? <laughs> <laughs> nice joke uh, uh first off i just want to point out since you're talking about space pirates they hated it <laughs> there it is they hated it yes um, they hate it yeah so i had to show off my binge mode shirt um okay so funny enough my top ranked movie is one you guys didn't choose it's at world's end um wow. i'm an unusual bird i kind of like the conclusion movies like endgame is my favorite mcu movie even though i think winter soldiers probably better standalone but regardless like i just like our conclusion movies i like return of the jedis over empire strikes back it doesn't mean i think it's a better movie but i do i love that and at world's end to me you get your conclusion but you also get so much good stuff like we were talking about you get the opening with that really intense scene um where they're suspending all the legal rights and all these people are getting hung or hanged and you're getting all these people um 
And then they finally start singing and it turns to Beckett and he's like, they're singing. And he's like, finally, like he enjoys, he enjoys watching them suffer. And then it's almost like he feeds off of it. Um, and then you've got uh, when they go to sail to save Jack, we find him in the locker on this beach or on this desert, I guess, more like. Uh, and he's insane. <laughs> there are multiple versions of him. I mean, it's all in his head, obviously. And we get a version. Uh, we get a shot of that where you clearly see he's alone and talking to himself. But you get him like stabbing himself over a peanut. You get him like like stabbing himself over, you know, mistying a tack line or something. Like all this silly stuff. And then he swings down onto the sand, sees this rock, picks it up, throws it, and the rock's following him. And you're like, oh, he's nuts. Like that's, that's not real. Except it is real, but you don't know how real. And it's very trippy. Um, and then we get the rock crabs that decide to uh, pick up the ship and take it to the ocean. So like you've got Black Pearl sailing on sand and it like goes over the cliff kind of and like just like, you know, like floats down. It, it's really neat. The side effects in this movie, I think, are really great. Um, and then you've got the rest of the crew coming to get Jack and they are and, and no, obviously these are cut scenes. So but you've got them like sailing off a cliff, like uh, over a waterfall that they can't see the bottom of. Uh, and then washing up on shore, and of course their ship is completely destroyed. Um, but sailing back, you get to see Elizabeth sees her father in the water. She has an emotional moment where she almost dives overboard into essentially the River Styx. I mean, that's that's what this is. It's the river to hell. It's the River Styx, or you know, they didn't really have heaven and hell in a lot of these stories. So, um, And then we finally get them back. You got that crazy moment that we talked about earlier where they're like going side to side and they flip the ship over at sunset and you get to get, I mean, like great, great effects. And that's not even most of the plot. <laughs> like it's just the effects. Um, you know, we get, we get Captain T. We get, uh, we get, um, sorry. Uh, we get, and um, then making a balls joke because he's holding up little balls and then he takes down and there's a balls joke. Like it's, it's funny. Um, the, the dog reappears, which reassures those of us who are appalled and Desmond Demons just at them, like leaving him behind. Um, and we get the, 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 the perfect line with, from the uh, British soldier who's like looking on with admiration and says, do you think he plans it all out or just makes it up as he goes along? Because you can tell that guy is just like, damn, that guy's good. <laughs> But I can't tell what he's good at. <laughs> um, and it's just you get that that great uh, whirlpool or maelstrom fighting scene between the two ships. You get Jack Turner looking hot as hell as the new Davy Jones. Like you're right, that's the best Jack, uh, best Will Turner look ever. Was that little bandana around his head? He looked smoking. Um, Elizabeth rocking her Pirate King uniform. Uh, it's just, it's everything in this movie. And it ends with uh, our, our good old Jack Sparrow being mutinied again and left, but he stole the map. So now he's sailing off to look for the Fountain of Youth. And he ends it with what line? And really bad eggs. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Like, he's on, a, like, he's just the same exactly. He's on his own. 
instead of his boat, you know, sinking, he's just on a boat by himself, and he's just just as happy as he could be off on another adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, what a movie! What a what a series! Those are this is gonna be tough. I I really do love all three, and like each one has a certain spot for like for why I like it. Um, I also really love conclusion movies. I I love a good ending. Like, I think it's harder to do that. And so, like, you get bonus points from me when you do it well. And I personally am a huge fan of The Will being the new Davy Jones. I, I think that's just such a – was done such in a great way because, like, it wasn't what they were wanting to do. Jack was p- fully planning on being that. And then, oh, wow, Davy freaking kills Will. And they're like, fuck, and, and Jack doing the most hero thing, thing he's ever done – He's like, I'm not letting Will die. <laughs> and, and just like stabs the heart with Will's hand was just great. Um, I love that the fact that they had the climactic scene with those three together again. Because I like I said before, I think those three just pops when they're together. And we didn't get that quite enough even in the series, to be honest. Like yeah. they were spread out a lot. You had, you know, two of them together. They're all doing their own thing. Um, so I just love that they did that. Dead Man's Chest, like I said before, I, I think it's it's definitely flawed, but I think the highs are some of the best highs in the whole series. Um, Curse of the Black Pearl is just, like, I mean, I don't know if like, it might be perfect, like, as far as what it wanted to do, and it nailed it on every aspect. Barbosa was the perfect first antagonist. We get the most Jack and Will that we get in the series, and they, they were really fun. Elizabeth along with Barbosa, they have great chemistry, which I honestly think is one reason why they brought Barbosa back. Yeah, because they're they their team up in, in at World's End, I think was really fun. Uh, World's End isn't as good without Barbosa in that sure. movie. Um, ugh, man, it's either Curse or at World's End, and um, I, I'm gonna go. That's so tough. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, anyone else want to vote? Do y'all know what y'all are voting for? Uh, Morgan? <laughs> Kyle? Um, I, I'm going to vote for Curse. I, I'm going to vote for Curse. Just it, It's really like 1A, 1B type of vote. But if I had to, uh, must get to my head. I, I'm going Curse of the Black Pearl. It, it's just it's such a great opener and it, it, such a fun light, like, fun dark light story that really started the series off perfectly so that's my vote um change like tomorrow so yeah Uh, that's the thing they're like literally interchangeable like i could any one of them could be my favorite so kyle who's what is your favorite right now is (laughs) is black pearl getting your vote right now no i actually um i think i'm gonna vote for at world's end i i agree like i think we all kind of share that in common i am a sucker for a conclusion to a story um i I also have a bit of like nostalgic fondness for this movie too, because it was the first midnight premiere that I ever saw um, when I lived in California. And I was a huge fan of these movies. I mean, my, my buddy and I, so nerdy, we had like a chessboard that was had all the, the Flying Dutchman crew on one side and the Black Pearl crew on the other side as the pieces. And we would play it all the time. And I was so into these movies. And I remember we, yeah, we waited in line for like two hours for the midnight premiere of this movie. And 
it was just such a hype thing. Um, and the movie's like almost four hours long. So it was, it was a long night, but it was so worth it because it's just such a fitting conclusion to this story. And I, I, I yeah, I, I've got to vote for that. I think that it, it really swings big and maybe not everything hits all the time, but it just is an epic. And like, I love these epic conclusions. I love the stuff with Sal Fang. I mean, I even considered him for a wallflower because he's a lot of fun. He's an interesting character and I do love Chow Yun-Fat. Um, but he's fun. You know, like, I just think that's the idea of a, a pirate council is really cool. And we get to see all the different pirate Lords, which is fun. Obviously captain Teague and, um, yeah, like Morgan mentioned, Johnny Depp just putting up an acting clinic, you know, as all the different jacks is always fun. One of my favorite moments in that is when they're all interacting with the different jacks and you see the one that's like sitting on the bench with the goat and he's like, like slowly <laughs> <laughs> scooting towards it. What? Uh, Jack is an April 4th. He's a goat fucker. Um, yeah, it's just it's so fun. It's a fun movie. It still maintains like the silly tone of the first two, while also obviously being the darkest of the three. Um, yeah. And, you know, you get the incredibly satisfying Beckett dying, but also the way Davy Jones goes out is very satisfying as well, because he's not he's not pure evil like Beckett. So it's not like we want him to die. We kind of want him to just have peace, but he, he deserves it by the end of the movie because he tried to kill Will and him dying, just being cast into the sea is also a great visual. Um, yeah, it just, it swings really big and it, I, I definitely can appreciate that. So I vote for at world's end. All right, Morgan. Sticking with that. What's your vote? <laughs> Sticking with that world's end. I, I do love black Pearl. That was my net. I mean, my ranking of them was three one, and then I would abstain if I had to vote for Dead Man's Chest at some point. So <laughs> that's why I voted for. It. That's why I'm on. <laughs> you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, he saved me. That was nice of him." Because if he's <laughs> waiting in hell, I'm ever going to make an argument to support that that is the best movie. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's just not on the same level as um, At World's End and. Uh, Black Pearl. Both of them are great movies. Um, like you said, Black Pearl did a great, jo great job of as a standalone and setting up a series, introducing all these characters, and um, accomplished what it set out to do. It just was a great story. But, you know, at the end of the day, I like a good conclusion, and I really think they stuck the landing. I think so. And then they kept going and kept going. <laughs> and well, uh, that's usually where the people that where you, you falter, if you stick the landing, be happy and move on. Just leave it alone. But yeah. I am excited oh. about the movie that Kyle reminded me was happening with Mario <laughs> Robbie. So, uh, yeah, if they could like bring back the magic with, I think they should have just gone with new characters. They should not have kept going with Jack. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or if they did the have them be a side character. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Well, well yeah. Kind of like with the MCU now, like give us, if you're going to yeah. continue with the MCU, fine, but you've got, these people are gone now. <laughs> you got to move on and don't just recast them. Just get new characters. <laughs> right. Like even, Kyle said earlier. They even tried bring with back Deadman. Annie Maria. Yes. No, no. Bring, yeah. Bring back her, bring back the yeah. other side character. They even tried with dead men telling no tales because of, you know, Will's son kind of taking the sort of lead role, but then Jack shows up and it's just the Jack Sparrow show again, like, which is uh, great. But yeah, if you want, I would say if you want this movie series to continue, if you want to do more stuff, Give us side characters. Give us different pirates. And then maybe Jack shows up. I think it would be hilarious if he was just in the background of one scene, just like rum drunk and like like walking along. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, in Tortuga yes. would be perfect. Getting slapped by someone and then it's just <laughs> no one ever references or mentions it again. That would be perfect. Um, yeah, I love it. Well, at a world's end, it gets the W. It is claimed as the movie of the series. And the F.E. goes to? At world's end. And that's the Effies, y'all. Congrats. We gave out some great awards, some great winners. I think we did a pretty damn good job. Um, now, just any closing remarks. Anything else y'all wanted to mention about the series that did not get talked about? Score, soundtrack, uh any side character that just we didn't mention, but you you just love like the monkey. The monkey was great. Did not get talked about enough. Uh, <laughs> monkey was fantastic. Thank Morgan, you, Jack. You, <laughs> I did actually. I had that uh, on my Wallflower Award. Had I not been able to choose Teague, that was my third choice. Was either the dog or the monkey. Like give us more pets. <laughs> more pets. Always yeah. more pets. And I don't understand why the the monkey is still undead when everybody else was cured. Yeah, I don't get that either. It didn't make any sense. Like, if why is he still cursed? I'm confused. But it's a different treasure. It's all different. Unconnected okay, sure. Curse. Um, <laughs> this monkey is okay. Um, <laughs> monkey tried stole the wrong thing. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I definitely had a great time um, recording this. It's been fun, good, good conversation. But definitely, uh, the dog and the monkey should have got more play. <laughs> big time always 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 so i am lockstep with mal on that give me more give me more pets more pets um i i think we pretty much covered mostly of everything i wanted to go over and talk about um like i said it's just one of my favorite trilogies like i don't know if it cracks top five because there's there's some really amazing trilogies out there um, and of course, some would not call it a trilogy because there are, in fact, other movies. But I, I call this the Will Turner Elizabeth Swan trilogy, yeah, um, because those are those are the characters I care about. Those two and and Jack. So um, I would, I honestly wouldn't mind if they brought them back for for a story like Elizabeth going off and a, something really important and has to get a uh, Jack involved. I just love them. I just love their story and and who they were and. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love Pirates, and I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Kyle, anything else you wanted to say about the series? Yeah, no, I think we I think we we basically summed it up. It's just they're such fun movies. I mentioned it before, but I think they are they they're in that cool niche of like the mummy type movies where they're very like out there and outlandish and and ridiculous and fun, but they're still there's still good emotional beats to be found in there. Like we referenced it a couple of times, but the gut punch of Elizabeth seeing her dad is just brutal. Cause it almost doesn't click for a second. And you're like, Oh, Oh, that's why she's seeing him. Um, so there's still like moments in there that are real great emotional beats. And then you just have, yeah, the just outlandish, ridiculous stuff too. And it, I think it's just cause like the, the entire crew behind the movies committed to it. And they were like, we're going to make these really, I mean, at the time, At World's End was the most expensive movie ever made. Like, it surpassed the Lord of the Rings movies at that. I think it came out in 07. Um, and yeah, it was, it was the budget was ridiculous, you know. Um, but they just committed to it. They committed to making these crazy adventure movies. And it clearly has still such a fan base. Like, people are still, you know, super into these movies. So I definitely think there's a future for this universe if they want to make more um whether it is like new characters or give us that disney plus series with pencil and rigetti like i would i would kill for that that would be so fun um 
but yeah, or just call it Tortuga and have it like a rotating cast of characters that just hang out, in, you know, in Tortuga. Um, yes. But I'm I'm into it. I'm into anything. Like I said, I want more pirate content. Like give us more pirate movies and pirate TV shows. And yeah, I guess the TV has it covered with like black sails and stuff like that. But more movies, just fun like Disney PG thirteen. You know, kind of for the kids, kind of for the adults. Uh, pirate movies, and I'm I'm fully in. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. You were a blast. Can't wait to have you again on another one. We got some in mind. We'll talk to you Talk to you later. Uh, you have anything last else to say to the fun people at home? All I will say is... Um... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I lost I don't mind. mean to put you on the spot. I, I apologize. Yeah, all I'll say is uh, take what you can and give nothing back. And really bad eggs. And really bad eggs. <laughs> but don't um, yes. bad eggs. Leave those behind. <laughs> like Echo, thanks everyone. Um, this was a super fun episode. Uh, I hope you are listening and give us back some feedback. Uh, you know, questions if you have any, just send them our way. Also, uh, we mentioned an ad, but mention again, we're running a nice little contest. If you leave a review or rating on any of the streaming sites, uh, podcast sites. We were going to enter you into a raffle, and whoever wins gets to curate their very own episode. So that's pretty tantalizing, I know. So, Morgan, if you want to curate your own, that Chris Evans draft. We could just have a whole raking of Chris Evans movies. I could just force you guys to watch exactly. every single one. If you, if, you get, if you get picked, that could be it. So everyone, <laughs> you know, uh, it's your choice. It's your episode. Episode 101, I believe, is what we're going to shoot for it for. So you have several, a good bit of time to throw in your ratings. So please do. Um, and, yeah, that's all I got to say. Also, thank you, Anna H. Anna Hillshire Farms for joining there us for is. her first epi- uh, episode as producer. Uh, we needed one. It's going to help us out a lot. Thank you so much. Kyle, you got anything else for the people at home? Thanks for listening, y'all. We've got some more fun stuff coming your way, some more additions in our Stewards of Sound series. Um, The big 100's coming out that we promised. Can't talk too much about it. We're still ironing out details, but there's a lot of trivia involved with our good pal Micah. Um, It's going to be fun, so stay tuned. We'll catch you all next week. This is what we do.